0: Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast, your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Welcome, welcome one and all to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. For another week, I am your host, Joel, JB Fury by and it is an absolute pleasure to have all of you with us along for this twisted, crazy ride that we go on every week. And uh, as per every week, I cannot do it alone. I have my, my faithful crew with me, the DG crew, and uh, in no particular order, here they are. We have The PC gamer, the prince of pre orders, the sultan of steam. He's taking a Jetstar flight to the home of Jetforce Radio. It's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Ferg.
1: Uh, JB, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not going to live that one down, am I? Um, uh, it was, it'll probably only be worthwhile if Star starts sponsoring us or something. But uh, anyway, it I'm was. the name of that game about that, that 17 game was, times last
0: week. was everything but Jet Set Radio last week, wasn't it, Ferg? Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. You know. Everyone's <laughs>
1: frantically googling this game to pre-order it, and they can't find it because it doesn't exist. Jet Star Radio.
0: Well, it's funny because <laughs> uh, the Google searches on Jet Star Radio and Jet Force Radio have gone up uh, enormously <laughs> by by a thousand percent after last week's episode. So, uh, yeah. well done, Ferg. Is it the spiritual successor? <laughs>
2: It's spiritual. Thanks, Jay.
0: They're happy to help out where I can. Also, with us this week, we have the gaming chef. He knows his earthworm, Jim, from the Ocarina of Time. It is Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Simon.
2: Oh, thanks, Joel. Thanks every week. Thanks a million. Thank you. And you know, it's really, it's really good, JB, to to hear that you're already getting into the Christmas spirit with that bit of the intro at the start. You let out a good old ho ho ho. And I mean, I'd pay to see you as Father Christmas.
0: Yes. Well, there's there's no one I'd rather show my hose to than uh, than you, Steely. Uh, you know it. You know it, brother. <laughs> Finally, uh, we've got the Nintendo Queen. <laughs> She's got more street cred than Parappa the Rapper. It's Casey C Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C Mac.
3: Thanks, Joel. Thanks, everyone.
0: And as always, also, I don't
3: have a long winded <laughs> thing like Simon. <laughs> that's
0: that's all right. That's all right. Well, it's it's probably good in a way because we've got a we've got a show just yeah. just jam packed full of uh, full of content. Ready to be consumed by uh, by all of our faithful listeners out there, all three of them. Uh, so, first first of all, first of all, I, I wanted to cover off something that I that I read uh, on. Uh, this was this was courtesy of our friends at IGN, and uh, it seems that uh, Activision have decided that um, enough's enough, and they've they've implemented some some new. Code in their Call of Duty franchise, which will mean that cheating players will now be unable to see any other player in the game, but the other players will still be able to see them. So uh, it's an interesting way to combat people who, uh, you know, try to cheat online with, you know, hacking the game and all this sort of thing. So characters, bullets, even sound from legitimate players will be totally undetectable to cheaters. So Activision's team Ricochet unveiled these uh, new ways that they're working against cheaters in a new blog post, including a rollout for the PC kernel-level anti-cheat driver for Call of Duty Vanguard. So the update will release across both Vanguard and Call of Duty Warzone in an effort to curb players who cheat in the popular first-person shooter. So... In the past, they've enacted a number of in-game mitigation techniques to help identify cheaters. And uh, not only do these help identify their behaviours by collecting their data, but it also employs ways that impede their ability to properly play the game. So today, the newest technique called cloaking has been unveiled and it heavily affects their gameplay ability. Well, I imagine it would if you can't see any of the other players. Hmm. You'd just be spraying bullets (laughs) everywhere and hoping for the best. So um, uh, legitimate players can see the cheaters uh, as they, as they uh, just get absolutely railed into the ground um, continuously. And Activision has also said that uh, because cheating may be impacting leaderboards across the globe in Vanguard, uh, going forward, if a ban is enacted against a player who has weaseled their way onto the leaderboards, their entry on the board will be deleted... Uh, meaning that uh, legit players will have more more room to to move up in the world and potentially get onto the leaderboards themselves. So, what do we think about this uh, c Um I know you're a, you're a big Call of Duty fan and uh, you know pretty pretty high up on the uh, the leaderboards over there at Activision. Um, what what do you think about uh, uh, Activision? Clock, that many hours. Yeah, I mean, do you think this is a I good think
3: this thing? This sounds. This sounds. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great thing. I- being not a very good player at that game because I've never played it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great idea because who likes a cheater, really? When you're trying to play the game for what it is, I, I think it's very smart. And I'm still not going to play it. That's my two cents.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's say let's say you had a, a bunch of people that were cheating at uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, somehow, and you know, mm. and, uh, you know uh, <laughs> removing all the copious amounts of weed that you like to grow on your island. Uh, uh, you know, uh, do you think that? Uh, I mean, it really doesn't matter what what the game is. I think um, having ways to stop people from cheating and and you know breaking the game and changing oh, yeah, the, the can... code to
3: yeah their when own we,
0: advantage. It's just when we used to
3: play Fortnite. Yeah, sorry, sorry. When we used to play Fortnite, you can tell there was people. I don't know. Was it cheating or just?
2: I mean, there's to... there's always been a problem with cheaters across all of these games. Uh, even with, um, you know, players unknown, player unknowns. But I'm trying guards. to think of a
3: game where someone's been cheated. Like <clears throat> what, what? I'm trying to think of something where people have been cheating.
2: Everything. Everything. <laughs> Yeah.
3: then yes i hate it it's
2: terrible yeah. i mean uh, this is probably the one good thing for activision and the call of duty franchise to do in about 10 years so i, I reckon it's <laughs> a really smart initiative i think it's good because i mean you know it's a really um interesting way to call people out instead of mm-hmm. kind of trying to get rid of them it's just making their experience incredibly yeah. terrible oh well, well, that-
3: you wouldn't even bother though would you
2: no, I'd be like, Why would you oh, but, you know what? No,
3: if you the whole point of cheating is to do better. And if you can't cheat, because you can't do you can't do better. So yeah. I wonder if they'll put a flag on That's the fair. people who are cheating's head so everyone can see. How cool would that be? Yeah. <laughs> they like glow That'd green or good, something. Good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's very reminiscent yeah. of um some of the companies in the nineties that used to they used to try and employ ways of uh preventing people from pirating the game and they would uh they would let you burn the game and install it and everything, and then once you were in the game and and it knew that it was a pirate copy, it would uh, you know make your head about fifty times larger than its normal size, so the enemies could just uh, you know kill you without without even you know much thought. They they just make the game almost impossible to play, um, so that it would you know deter people from wanting to pirate the game. So it it almost sort of. Rather than stopping players altogether, it's sort of um, I don't know, reminiscent of that sort of tactic, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. But uh, I reckon um,
1: Simon hit the nail on the head like perfectly. It's it's a great tactic. You make the game so unbelievably frustrating for these cheaters, or just make it a pain that they don't actually want to do it. And you know, Call of Duty and Fortnite, especially Warzone. There's nothing more frustrating than playing a battle royale game. Getting to the last, you know, one, two, mm. three squads after them playing for twenty minutes, just to come across someone that's got like aim assist who or are they hovering across the map and just like killing you so instantly. So yeah, I think it's a really good good way to target these hackers.
0: Well, um, to all the cheaters out there, uh the time is up. <laughs>
2: time is up. <laughs>
0: Well, moving on oh, from, the, uh, from the from uh, the cheating debate, um, Ferg, we're we're going to throw it over to you because uh, I understand you've got some uh, some information about uh, a new game that came out yesterday. Hey, listen. Yes, I do. JB,
1: a a game that I'm, I'm assume I'm guessing a lot of people are familiar with, but um, it's called the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition, which is a Recarnation, or uh, they're not really a remaster of the original. But um, for those who aren't familiar with the Stanley Parable, it was originally released back in 2011 as a Half-Life 2 mod that this guy created. And after a couple of years, he um, then released as a as a a standalone game in about 2013. I was so it's quite an old game, coming up 10 years old, but um, a very interesting one. Um, It was. Uh, I've got the, where is it? I'll read the description of this game off the website just to sort of set the scene. It's called, The Stanley Parable is a first-person adventure game. When a simple-minded individual named Stanley discovers that the coworkers, co-workers in his office have mysteriously vanished, he sets off to find answers. You play as Stanley and you will not play as Stanley. You will make a choice and you will have your choices taken from you. The game will end. The game will never end. Contradictions follow contradictions and the rules of how games should be should work are broken, then broken again. You are not here to win. The Stanley Parable is a game that plays you. So, you play this from a first person first person perspective, um, where you can't really do a whole lot in the actual game besides move around and um, interact with certain um, elements in the environment, such as you know you can open doors and press buttons, but that's about it. So, the story of the game is delivered. Um, via a narrator who's, I think, remember, he was actually called The Narrator, who was um, voiced by an English actor, actually, called Kevin Brighting, who does an amazing job. Um, I think he also did voice in Dota 2, I think some of the Portal games as well he was involved with, but he does as a amazing experience as The Narrator. But <clears throat> basically, you're thrown into this world and he presents the story to the player and he basically explains that you're this pr- protagonist, Stanley, and your employee, 427... 427- in an office building, and that your task on the day-to-day is basically to monitor data coming in from a computer screen and press buttons appropriately without question. One day, the screen monitoring goes blank, which has never happened before. Stanley, unclear on what to do, begins to explore the building and discovers that the workplace is totally abandoned. Um, And from there, at this stage, the story splits off into numerous possibilities based on the player choices. So um, it's a very interesting game. It literally starts off with you're thrown into the world and the narration starts and he'll say something like, there's two doors at the end of the hallway. You need to go through the left one. And you make a decision to either go through the left one or you go through the right one or you might not go through any doors. And it sort of spirals into this massive rabbit hole of a story where I think in the original one, there was about 20 different endings. Um, so yeah, that game, the original came out uh, 2013, I think I said, and the the re-release um, was named the Ultra Deluxe Edition, was released yesterday after about three three years of development. So they're not describing it as a remaster, more of a recreation of the original. Um, and essentially, it's more or less been an update of the gra- graphics and the aesthetics of the game. Obviously, you know, computers and stuff from 2013 look quite different. So that's all been updated. And they've really expanded, expanded on this story, uh, giving you more options. And I think they're reporting that there's basically a doubling in in endings that you can have. So it's gone from 20 to 40. So um, yeah, it's a game that I wanted to flag. It's coming out on everything as far as all platforms. I think originally it had just been PC to date, whereas this new release is out on literally everything. So switch PC, PlayStation, oh, Xbox. Wow. Yeah. So that's really good. Everyone's going to get an opportunity to play it. And yeah, I wanted to flag this one up because it's, it's really an interesting game and it really does something different to what majority of games these days are trying to do. And it, and it really challenges the idea of, you know, what is a video game, um, you know, how story told um, through video games, which I, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, the creator, his name is a guy called Davey Rendon. Um, and I've got a quote here that he gave back in 2011 when he did a Vice interview where he basically said, initially, I just wanted to make a game that was something I'd never seen before. I love any media that shifts my expectations and surprises me. The Stanley Parable, Parable is a kind of game that I would want to play. I've loved games in my life and I've always loved narration and story delivery, but I rarely see anything particularly surprising done with it. So I asked myself, what would happen if I threw players up against an unconventional narrator? Really the seed of the game was just that one question. A desire to know what would happen if you were able to disobey the narrator and I had no idea. So I went about making it to find out. Um, And that's the crux of the game. You're, You're thrown into a world, you don't know nothing. And there's a voice which is sort of telling you to do things and, you basically make your own decisions on whether you want to agree or disagree. And from there it's it just branches off into a, a crazy number way 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 of stories. So yeah, an interesting. Yes, please. One. Yeah, I think Yeah, um, you've hooked it up. Yes, thank you. Yeah, if you haven't played, <laughs> I'm the leave original, now. go it's... get it.
3: So see ya. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, go get it for now. Sure. Bye. It's a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> I, it was one of the first games when I got my um, newest PC. It was one of the first games I picked up. Um, so yeah. It's, it's an interesting game that it, it sort of runs on a re- repeat cycle. So you just keep playing. There is no sort of end, beginning, middle. You just explore and, you know, the replayability is thinking, well, if I ignore every single thing that I'm asked to do, what's going to happen? What happens if I comply yeah. with everything? What happens if I say yes it, here and no there? It, and
3: is it creepy? Like, is it a bit of a creepy element to it? Not, like, is no, it e- not really.
1: Uh, well, it depends. Oh. It, it Like, depending on what kind of path your story takes it does get a bit weird you know whatever but the the premise and the guy that does the narration is he's really funny and it's you know it's got great comedy to it as well it's it's very good at sort of um I don't know poking fun at a lot of the things that as gamers, we're asked to do video games as far as, you know, do this and do that. And he sort of pokes fun at what he's asking you to do because yeah. it's such a cliche gaming thing to do. But yeah, that one came out yesterday. So definitely worth looking into if that sounds interesting. Um mm. Yeah. It's not the world's longest game, um, but, you know, like I said, if you sort of get hooked on it, you can you end up playing it. Yeah. And, you know, with a new one, if there's 40 different endings, I suppose it becomes a job of trying to play all 40 endings and see how different. Your run throughs after, so mm. yeah, that one came out yesterday, and um, very interesting game that one.
0: Yeah, well, um, Stanley Parable. This uh, this news is uh, too hot to handle. I think you'll find uh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Steely, uh, you got a you got a bit of a bit of an announcement. Something uh, something we haven't heard about. Something we haven't heard about. So uh, yeah, you want to? Yeah, uh... yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Have you seen this? You've seen this. Have you heard about this? Have you guys seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah, tell me about it, Navi. Yeah, tell me about it, Thwomp. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Santa. Um, uh, so. Sonic Origins got its first official trailer not so long ago, and there is a whole list of things that are exciting about this and a whole list of things that make me just want to punch Seeger in the throat, and I'm not even a violent kind of person, but it really does make me want to do that. Um, so obviously this is um, a collection of the original Sonic 2D platformer game, so it's uh, Sonic 1, 2, CD, 3 and Knuckles. Um, uh, looks looks great. I mean, it's all just been basically remastered in widescreen. It says completely remastered. Now, uh, you take that with a grain of salt, it just looks like it's, it's HD and widescreen. Um, but, I mean, this does now come with a whole list of different animations for each game, so it can tell the game's stories a little bit better, and it's um, you know just a little bit more fleshed out so it does look very interesting and very fun Um, you know obviously you can go through and listen to the music I guess and that's that's cool yada 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 so on and so forth but this is what really bugs me about this entire thing is the pre-order system oh my god there is about six different pre-order packs no five oh to be uh, exact <laughs> Please no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but get this, get this. There is a standard edition which comes with the main game, and if you pre-order it, you get a hundred bonus coins and and a mirror mode and a letterbox background. <laughs> What well, the hell? Why is this a why is this a pre order bonus? Uh, those bonuses then, are. There's the start dash pack.
0: Too hot to handle. I think you'll find uh, steely.
2: Um, but then there's the start dash pack. This is free DLC included with a pre order of the standard or the digital deluxe edition, which just basically gives you the hundred bonus coins, the mirror mode, and the letterbox background. Why, why do we need to know that twice? Then there's the premium fun pack. <laughs> Just in case I wasn't having premium fun before when I got the standard edition of the game, which comes with, you guessed it, letterbox background. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> uh, a letterbox background. That's what is it? A background of a letterbox? <laughs> For uh, anyway, Maybe it's uh, like
3: a wallpaper of a letterbox.
2: I'd love that. um but and then it it also comes with hard missions which is a good thing I'm I'm guessing there's a mission system within each of the games to add a little bit more depth to them cool wicked but and then um that pre-order um bonus of the fun pack comes with character animations in the menu so it's kind of like is this ringing alarm bells for anyone but me why is this some sort of Excellent, wonderful thing! I want to get uh, you know a more expensive, premium fun pack of a game <laughs> for character animations in the menus. <laughs> That's that that to me is just kind of like being lazy with how you make your money. Um, so mm. you know, I, I just find it to be really frustrating, and also gives you camera camera controls over the main menu islands. So now, you're like, why is this a thing? And then character yeah. animations during music islands like what the hell like this is just stupid and convoluted um then there's a pack after that called the classic music pack which doesn't give you any of that (laughs) other stuff but it it just gives you additional music tracks from the mega drive and genesis titles oh that's so kind of them to give me additional music tracks what for like and then i can get the digital deluxe edition (laughs) which comes with everything that's on each one of those packs so it's just I can just extremely imagine confusing. you opening
0: that digital deluxe edition for the first time Simon
2: Donnie <laughs> <laughs> Gardens <Gorgeous>. um- <laughs> Yeah. Um a lot, but, of, uh, that, lot of buzzwords
0: flying around there. That bloody sound effect yeah, went a lot I longer know. than I was thinking it would. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> it's a good I mean sound. what do
1: you what do you use the coins for, Simon? What's the coins? Are they in-game coins know. or
2: something? Or you pop them into yeah. a slot machine if you want. I don't know what you I don't know what they yeah, like the in-game coins. And I mean I'm guessing that they're sort of I don't know if they're keeping the live system or if it's a you know, a bit of an update where you know coins maybe you lose them based off of if you if you die and stuff. I don't know. This just seems extremely stupid and convoluted and very indicative of what Sega is doing a lot lately with, I mean, not just Sonic Games, but I think well, I guess it is. I mean, it's really with Sonic Games because um, even when I reluctantly bought Sonic Forces, they tried this is a while ago now and I finished that game and then took it straight back to EB Games, mind you. Um, What they did with this game is that they basically gave you the standard game, and then a couple of weeks later, they were trying to charge people to play as Supersonic, which is something that throughout the entire series of Sonic the Hedgehog, you would collect all the emeralds to play as Supersonic, and then all of a sudden, nah, we want you to pay for it now. Get out. Get out of my life, Sega. Well, I'm not I'm not buying it. Anyway, um, so the point is is that um, Sonic Origins I'm probably probably going to get the digital deluxe edition.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. But this, I'm this just is kidding, all... no, I'm going to um, probably going to get this This is all indicative of a larger issue in the gaming industry at the moment. I mean, look what Polyphony have done yeah. with Grand, uh, Gran Turismo 7 um, you know and making uh, all these cars sort of uh, you know Time, time-dependent releases, and oh, you have to have the right amount of money or in this time, or that car won't be available anymore, and all that. I mean, it used to be about the racing, yeah. man. Now it's, now it's all about the money. <laughs> it's all about the money. It right? is
2: though, and I mean, that's such a great um, thing to bring up, Joel, is the Gran Turismo debate of as of late, because. Um, the thing that they were trying to say about um, all the cars being the prices they were is, oh, well, you know, like in real life, this is how much they were trying to simulate how much you'd pay for these cars in real life.
0: Nah, bullshit. No, 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 they're, no, no, no. they're trying to I make money.
2: Not, I did not buy a game to simulate real life in the sense of how I spend my money. I buy a game to escape a little bit and maybe simulate certain parts of my life or dream parts of my life. You know, like how you guys simulate how you want to be farmers or bus drivers all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's much like that.
1: It's my happy place, you Simon. Know? Don't attack it like that.
0: You forgot uh, You know what I mean? You forgot goat simulator too, Simon. A uh, lot. Sometimes I like to escape oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, pretend that I'm a, a goat.
1: <laughs> i don't know it, anyway, it's giving that... me a place playstation plus the new tiering models like just keep it yeah. simple like why do we need 25 different options like just you know just give us one option if you want to pre-order it you get all this stuff i don't know why there needs to be six different ones keep it simple
0: well yeah, yeah you heard it here first uh the uh Sonic Super Deluxe Edition is uh, too hot to handle. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, uh, next, 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 we've got some uh, some news from uh, C Mac, C Mac about uh, well, about another new new bit of uh, intellectual property uh, from Disney. So, hey, listen. Let's uh, let's take what it away. Friends?
3: Yeah. Have you heard this? Everyone, have you heard this? We heard this. <laughs> this, is, this is fresh news. Fresh oh. off the. This is fresh off the press. This one. It's yeah. so fresh that it's fresh from today. Fresh is it? Off the-
0: uh, yeah. Too hot to handle. Even.
3: Even hotter. Oh. Even hotter. <laughs> oh, no, this goodness. is um a new game that just got announced this morning called Disney Dreamlight Valley, and they're likening it to a Animal Crossing style game, but with Disney characters. And I thought, meh, i I sort of. Saw the picture for it thinking, oh, it's probably pretty, pretty dingo whoop. But um, I actually watched the trailer and it looks really exciting and it looks really fun. And what are they saying? It's by a um, company by GameLoft, which is apparently, I didn't realise until Simon told me, predominantly a mobile app gaming company, which was mm, now I'm getting a bit sceptical. But it's essentially, let me just grab up the little, it's, apparently it takes place in Dreamlight Valley where a bunch of Disney and Pixar characters have lost their memories during a ev- mysterious event called the Forgetting. <laughs> very, very. They funny. just
2: told you what the event was?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Forgetting and they can't remember. Um so, yeah, you, it's very you're, convenient, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it very convenient? And um, you so similar to when you make a character in Animal Crossing, you make your own character, you customize a character and you go to the village and it's full of strange plants and um, the characters are you need to try and jog their memories to, I guess, figure out who they are or what their purpose is. And yeah, I'm guessing the strange plants you have to pull them out like like weeds. (laughs) Are there any
0: weeds in the mix? Is there any weed in the mix, uh, Sea Dog?
3: Oh yeah, I think they're called. Well, it looks like they're called night thorns, so not quite weeds, unfortunately. Oh, that's the real
0: heavy stuff. That's
3: the that's that's a street name. Night thorns. (laughs)
0: Uh, Not sure. Not sure if Uh, it'll be enough um, to attract any pop star dogs to uh, said Dreamlight Valley, but uh, (laughs) you know,
3: you never know. (laughs) oh <laughs> um can't do it um but yeah so it it sounds a little bit more if it's more venture, like got a bit more adventure element to it than animal crossing so and a bit more of a campaign mode so i don't know we'll see how we go um the early access phase is coming out in, in some summer i'm guessing it's american summer yeah. so when's that the middle June. of June yeah. yeah
0: a couple of months Yeah. <clears throat>
3: It's not being fully released until next year at some point on everywhere. It's coming out everywhere. But I had a look at some of the YouTube comments today and 99.99999% of them are just people trashing it, saying it's just going to be full of microtransactions and, mm. yes, it's just going to be Because it's a
1: free-to-play and- game, isn't it, Casey?
3: Well, don't you have to buy the game? That's not free. <laughs> Like, don't you have to? Isn't it? Don't you pay for the game? I don't is it, know. if it, it's on the, I'm not
1: too sure. I, I was reading, and I sort of made it sound like they'll be giving it away for free, which is why uh, they were getting. I seen like it's a free to play, and then obviously within the game, there'll be option to spend money. Um, have I to think spend that's why like maybe characters. it's getting yeah a bit of a bad rap around the micro t- transactions and stuff like that. So, well,
3: now I'm a bit yeah, sad.
1: We'll, we'll, yeah, that would be a bit disappointing. I watched the trailer as well and thought it looked, yeah, quite cool. Yeah,
3: as it looks as like really cool. As a nice cool.
1: aesthetic and yeah, so we'll see. I mean, that's a, a question mark. Microtransactions, yeah. When, whenever a game's free to play, there's always some kind of catch somewhere. Usually, I
3: didn't, I didn't actually um, realise it was free to play till you just said it then. So yeah, now I'm a bit, mm, but who knows? It, it, if if all the microtransactions add up to be like a video game price. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, good. that's it. Well, yeah. Just
3: pay for it. I should just put a price on it anyway. Someone
0: yeah. somewhere's got to get paid, uh, so you know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Bit of a
1: hot topic that at the moment, isn't it? I mean, we could. Yeah. I don't know if we can dive into it, but advertising in games has sort of reared its head in the last couple of weeks. I know Sony and Microsoft have sort of mentioned that they were gonna that they're going to look at in-game advertising for some of their free-to-play games, which <clears throat> you Know makes sense, They, like, you know, they have to make their money somehow. But what mm. that looks like, and I think there's some smart ways to do it. Um, there's also some really bad ways to do it. So, as long as they're not add you know, stuffing things down your throat and it's sort of done in a uh, you know, a thoughtful way which doesn't take away from the gaming experience, it's not too bad. But yeah, we'll see with this new Disney game with it being free to play. Yeah. I wonder if the advertising, mind. Or, you know, I don't something- mind these.
3: Um- Sorry, Ferg. I don't mind these microtransactions no, it's when it's just like aesthetics, like, oh, you can give Donald Duck a hat. I don't know. You know, that sort of stuff. I, I would just not bother doing any of that if that's the way they go, if I could get the same experience that somebody else would get. But we'll see. Yeah, I yeah don't
0: know. For sure. We'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about this one. Oh, no, just... God!
3: <laughs> oh, <No>, God! <laughs>
0: It's not, so, it's just not sounding appealing to me. The thought of a, a, a free to play Disney game full of ads and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can,
1: I can see it now, JB. You know, you one of your kids have installed it on the, on the PlayStation, and then you're checking your credit card balance, and there's six thousand dollars of in game purchases for what's this Disney game.
3: Morto Night Thorn, Night
0: Thorn Collection. I have have nightmares about that, Ferg. I I have to be so careful that uh, all the kids' iPads have got all the uh, relevant restrictions in place (laughs) so that I can't be charged a million dollars for Smurf berries, you know, or, you know, something stupid Yeah, that's it. Crazy. I'm
1: sure we'll talk about that at some point on the show because it seems like every one or two months you'll be flicking through some news headlines and it'll be, you know, such and such didn't realise he was his, you know, his kid was playing Candy Crush and was yeah. racked up a, you know, fifteen thousand dollar bill in three weeks or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Well, well, I think, I think, I think it's time for us to uh, move on to our novelty segment for this week. Which, uh, well, to put it quite simply, it's gaming worlds you wish you could visit. <laughs> I actually pushed the wrong
3: button. I was supposed to push this one,
0: but that still works. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. This is so much more pleasant. All right. So, uh, what are we thinking? Uh, all right. Ferg, uh, do you do you want to lead lead this one off? Uh, what gaming world do you wish you could visit, Ferg?
1: What world would I love to visit? <clears throat> I reckon for me, JB, um, I would love to visit the wonderful Wizarding world of Harry Potter, and I'll tell you why. I think so many of our video games that we play, are, you know, they're filled with things trying to kill you. You're stressing out. You've got the weight of the world on your shoulders. You have to rescue such and such. You've got to go to this place, which is an absolute death trap. Um, Hmm. I always watched and read the Harry Potter books, and I always thought, how cool would it be to be in this world but not Harry Potter as, you know, (laughs) like an on-the-shelf character? So you're not... You know, you're not Harry Potter. You're not even in his friend's group. You're, you know, you're someone who's not too worried about <laughs> Voldemort. You're just existing in this world. Is that, is and not so, too I, That's it. You don't have the concerns, you know. You're just, you're just going to Hogwarts. You're getting your <laughs> education. You're chasing that, you know, that four years bachelor's degree and being a badass wizard. Um, and, yeah, you don't have to worry about all these things that we have to worry about in video games. So I think I'd love to be a, an off-the-shelf sort of character in the Harry Potter world and as far as you know it's a great universe where, where would I like to visit so I've got three places I'd love to go the first one is on the way to Hogwarts you know I'm going to Diagon Alley yeah.
0: you know I'm doing oh, some shopping you, you, you've I'm absolutely up. got to go there
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. I'm doing some shopping I'm going to Ollivanders I'm picking up a sweet wand you know, we're talking fifteen inches of rigid hard maple. You know, something you can really. That sounds get
2: into awful, familiar to me. what you're already sporting, mate. Like <laughs> you've already That's got it. fifteen inches of rigid hard maple somewhere That's in it. there.
0: Fifteen inches of That's wood, it. hey? Wow.
2: I'll be asking yeah. Fiona. Be what? Asking Fiona.
0: Why? Why is it like so? I, I get, I get the appeal in, in going. Oh yeah, I'd love to go to you know the world of Harry Potter and all that. So much of it comes off sounding so creepy and so rapey. Like you, you hear people going, "Oh, you know, you know, I, I could just take polyjuice potion and then, you know, go and have sex with someone that you know thinks that I'm their boyfriend or you know whatever." And uh, like, just so much of it just comes off like really, like. Really weird. Oh, yeah, there's
3: lots of love potions. There's all sorts uh, yeah, of Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: I'd, I'd be weird very shit. reluctant to want to be a woman in the uh, said wizarding world because uh, <laughs> it just, oh, just so much of it sounds like it's, uh, I don't know. It sounds very, very a bit creepy sluss, a bit in, in, dodgy. in some ways.
1: There's a lot of dodgy characters in that universe as well. But... And, you know, you, anyway, yeah, you so might, uh, you might actually then... find
0: someone sniffing around your Diagon Alley, uh, you know, uh, under the influence of said potion, and you know, all of a sudden you, oh you wake God. up, uh, you wake up from a deep sleep after someone's drugged you with some uh, sleeping tonic, and uh, discover your, your fifteen inches is uh, you know is disappeared. It's desecrating
3: but it's... The, this this book.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway so, yeah, I'm sorry. going to diagonal now. But yeah, where else am I going in the Harry Potter universe? I mean. After that, you know, I'm off to Hogwarts and I'm off to the Quidditch pitch. You know, I'm playing I'm, – I'm a beater. You know, I'm knocking people off their broomsticks. i am being an absolute menace on the Quidditch field. You know, I'm cruising – I'm flying around on my Nimbus 2000. You know, maybe I'm getting a bit sick of that. My bum's feeling a bit sore on that. So I'm jumping on my firebolt. I'm doing 200Ks an hour around the, the Wizarding pitch and having a great time. And then I think the last place in this world that I'd love to go to, and if there's one thing I love more than a full English breakfast, it's an all-you-can-eat full English breakfast buffet. So I'm off to the Great Hall. Oh yeah, I'm I'm there for breakfast. I'm there for lunch. I'm (laughs) there for dinner. I'm there for morning smoker. I'm there for afternoon (laughs) smoker. I'm there for supper. I'm a bit peckish in the evening, so I'm going down to the Great Hall and I'm just eating all the food that I can imagine, you know? Plates empty, a couple of taps, whatever you want to eat is there. And I'm just having an absolute field day at the Great Hall. And then I'm probably off to the medical wing, wing to get a stomach pump. But yeah, you're
0: yeah gonna... I think
1: that I think the Harry Potter Wizarding World would be a great place to be in, provided you weren't a main character and you were stressed out over things like Voldemort. You were just there yeah, in the yeah. background <laughs> just having a great time.
0: You're going go to need to go and see uh, Professor Snape to uh, brew you up a uh, an anti-constipation uh, Potion to uh, get out all the all the bacon and eggs that you, you say but... you wanted
2: to do a shit, young lad. Here's a potion for you. I'm Professor Snape. Somehow, that was a terrible. I'm never doing it again.
0: No, that was... <laughs> that was great. That was great. Oh, do, wow. Show wow. us your Dumbledore.
2: Um. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Emotional yeah, yeah. damage.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you were saying, Ferg, was there uh, somewhere else in uh, the Wizarding World you wanted to you wanted to visit? Maybe. Uh... No,
1: they, they were the main three places. I mean, there's plenty of good places, but they're the top three. Um, who's but yeah, that who's really? Because really, um... I always used to watch the, the the movies and be like, this world would be great to be in there as long as you weren't stressing about What the actual story is about, you were just, you know, someone in the background, just there having a great time. So there you go.
0: Who's that really big bloke? The one that picks Harry up? Uh, Hagrid. Hagrid. Yeah, you want to go hang out in his shack for a while or something? You know. (laughs) Yeah, go
1: and don't know what does Hagrid do? Play with monsters? Yeah, for sure.
0: He, he might like to see your 15 inches of wood, uh, you know, down in his... Uh,
1: I, I, don't, I don't know what Harry shack. Potter you've been watching,
0: JB, but I think it's a, a bootleg
1: uh, copy yeah. you found in the, the depths of the dark into yeah, it. Mean. Maybe it
0: was Harry Potter instead or something. I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, <coughs> moving on. Harry
2: Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah.
0: That's it. <laughs> Oh, that was wonderful, Ferg. Thanks for taking us through that. What are you thinking, Simon? Where uh, which uh, which gaming world do you want to go and visit? Hey,
2: um, take me there. Take me home to a place I belong. Um, uh, Breath of the Wild for sure. Hyrule in Breath of the Wild. Take me there. <laughs> take me there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh look, this. Uh, uh, thank you for that. Oh, uh, there is look. Um, hey, there's something about this world, right? I I don't know if it's because um I'm a Japan fanatic or not, but um everything about the world of Breath of the Wild, about the high rule that you travel through in, in Breath of the Wild, there is just something uh, wonderful about just walking around in it. And I just, I can't pick it. I don't know if it's because it's so peaceful. <laughs> except and, for the bad guys. <laughs> except for all the bad guys and everything. You, I mean, if you walk around them and you don't go anywhere near the Lyles that can kill you in one shot, then it's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking maybe more so like Breath of the Wild before the Calamity, you know. And, you know, so you, you're going around the place and it's all lush and wonderful and peaceful and Life's pretty easy. You know, you can just go town to town on a horse and there's a guy that's selling stuff and he just appears everywhere and that's awesome. You know, like <laughs> I just it, I just feel like it's, a, it's one of the very few gaming worlds that I've finished playing. And, I mean, we pretty much played it to completion, minus collecting all of the Korok seeds. I would gladly put that back in a Switch just to put it on the TV and walk around in the world a bit. You know and not really do much just to experience it a bit more again and to explore it again because it was just so fun to explore and so easy to explore and i mean the whole map is is designed off kyoto city so um or well kyoto and its surrounds so in my mind maybe i have that feeling about it because i really enjoyed kyoto so much when we went to japan but having said all that um you know, like it doesn't resemble it in any way. It's just the fact that it kind you know. of takes me back to that place a little bit and it reminds me of the things that we saw over we in Japan. Nostalgia. Yeah, it just, it really, um, it just hits me every time I go there. And I mean, it's nowhere near as fun as and exciting as going to Harry Potter and, uh, you know, getting date rape down Diagon Alley. But I mean, <laughs> at the same same rate, it's... It's just one of those places that I feel like uh, it's you can go and just chill out and um, <laughs> hopefully not just get killed by a Bokoblin <laughs> at some point or or or, a, or one of those Lyles is that what they call Linels? But is, yeah. yeah, that that's got to be one for me. I, like I said, uh, every time I think about that game, I just go, I could easily just go and play it just to walk around in it. And so in my mind. I'd love to go there. I just want to.
0: In your beam. mind, you're just thinking. Walk around, hey Link. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? I don't know, Links, Mum. <laughs> you <know? laughs> You'd have to think though uh, if, if you were yeah, living if you were I'm-
0: living in that world and and you were just like an average everyday villager, you know, just going about your business, and then. Uh, you know, the front door of your house just gets flung open. Link comes in and he gets that little glint in his eye that he gets when he sees that you, the back part of your room is full of, like, little jugs on the floor. And you're just thinking to yourself. Oh God.
2: <laughs> no, God, please, no, 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 no.
0: Bang. <laughs> there they go. But the
2: good, this is the good part, though, is that, When all the shit hits the fan, if I am one of those people that, you know, he comes and smashes the pots in my house, at least when everything hits the fan and I decide I don't want to do anything to help because I'm just a villager, I'll just go, hey, somebody stole my cloth. Can you please retrieve it for me, even though the world's ending? I'd add, I'd gladly let him smash my pots up if I didn't have to take any responsibility when the world was coming to an end and just expect that he will fix it all. Smash a smash away, smash away. My cloth I don't is missing. Smash away. Go get my cloth, my cloth, and and my three bits of meat because I've got to feed the family tonight. And smash away, Link. Do whatever you like. Hey,
1: listen <laughs> Be a good well. place to be. A uh, you know into uh Making clay pots and stuff. I mean, it'd be good for business. You'd
0: make yeah, a
2: that would, that would be my my trade as well. <laughs> yeah. like, sure, this Link one would... breaks when you touch it.
0: Link would just burst into that shop and just stab the, the pot maker straight through the chest. <laughs> just, you know, shortcut the whole system. I'm thinking, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm making very. I'll see myself out.
3: It's too hard to handle. <laughs> Casey,
0: Casey. so what do you think? What do you yes. think? Where, where do you want to go and visit? What gaming world do you wish that you could visit?
3: This was a really hard one to think of, but I, I couldn't go past Super Mario Sunshine. I think that's where mm. I would love to go. Mm. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I just want to be there. Um, so what
0: is it about Super Mario happy, Sunshine that makes you want to want to want to go there and oh, walk around in, in the, that world?
3: It's in the title, Joel. It's in the title, Sunshine. It's so wonderful. Obviously, I'd want to go after Mario's fixed everything because it's pretty crap beforehand. But everyone's so friendly. It's so happy and jolly and sunshiny. There's so many places to explore, and you don't. Even, it's easy to get to these places because you're in a hub world, and you just take a pipe. It's just pipes. You have to go, you have to actually travel. You just go into a pipe and you just end up in all these cool different places. And you know, there's a hotel with a casino and a swimming pool. There's what else is there? There's amusement park with rides and there's a seaside town. I'm just trying to think of some other places. But it's just it's it's it would be so fun. I reckon the first place I'd go to is the amusement park. Every time I played that as a kid, I used to go. I think oh, I'd love. I even thought as a kid, I'd love to go to some amusement park. It looks really fun. There's a roller coaster. There's like a pirate ship, and yeah, there's just Yoshi's everywhere that you can just feed fruit and ride around on. Like, why would, nah. why so, would I want to go and learn something at Hogwarts when <laughs> I've already done my education? I don't want to learn anymore. I want to. I want to go and. On a bloody roller coaster,
0: thanks. So, what you're saying is <laughs> to—I to, would love to go to Hogwarts. To get out there and visit this happy place of yours, you've just got to take your pipe.
3: I just got to go just down the
0: pipe. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. <laughs> well, at least at least we know where all the weed and the uh, Animal Crossing is going to then. Uh, uh, happy
3: sunshine world.
0: Happy sunshine world via the pipe.
2: that would be a great place to go though it's just like a vacation island that there's nothing inherently wrong with any of the inhabitants of the island who all i mean when you think of the the game that it is who are all harboring the source of their power all individually and if you go and help them out They'll put the power back on kind of thing. <laughs> like, it's it's a really... Yes.
3: Everyone's so happy. There's yeah, people selling happy. fruit on the street. It's just, yeah, yeah just it's just excellent. With lots of mini games, lots of, yeah. Hey, of but 10. don't
2: get caught up in a case of mistaken identity because these guys are as thick as anything and they'll just they'll think that you look like a brick.
3: What, the villagers? Yeah, yeah. They're, this
2: is so brain dead. That's but...
3: why I want to go there.
2: <laughs>
0: the Super Mario. <laughs> you
1: son of a bitch.
0: Something like that, anyway.
3: Yeah, something like that.
0: That's if
2: Arnold was to play Bowser, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what he'd hey, be doing. Hey, Peach.
1: You son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just imagining him giving her a big high five. Yeah. Oh, well. well. Yeah. Super oh, Mario Sunshine, Hey. Right. Eh? Well, I'll deal who, who wants to know one. where yeah. I want to go? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Have you heard about this? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Mm. War, mm. war never changes. Now, this might seem like a slightly controversial opinion, but I'd like to go and have a little walk around in the world of Fallout. And I'm thinking, look, picture, picture this, like. I know the world in Fallout is, is completely, well, not completely, but mostly destroyed. You know, everything's everything's been, been screwed over and all of that. But they've got some incredible technology that doesn't even exist today. You know, robots that, you know, can clean your house, can go with you on adventures and kill enemies for you. You've got power armor where you can go and jump in this suit and get, you know, super strength and... and you know abilities that we don't currently have. I mean, I don't know if, if uh, maybe the U.S. Army legitimately have like uh, like a, a suit of power armor or something something that they're sort of working on in the background. But everything's powered by little nuclear batteries everywhere, and um, yeah, I guess and and it's it's got this very like old Wild West vibe where you can just walk around with a with a laser minigun and just mow people down for, for no reason at all if you feel like <laughs> it. Um you know, so there's that's there's what a, you, if that's
3: what you're into, sure.
0: Yeah, well I mean, you'd have to admit there's a there's a certain appeal to uh to that sort of thing. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd I'd like to check it out. What do you what do you reckon, Ferg? You're a big Fallout fan as well. Oh yeah, I'm a
1: Fallout man. I I agree with you hundred percent, JB. I reckon it'd be a super interesting place to visit um why i picked hogwarts and maybe not a place like fallout it's incredibly dangerous you might only be alive for five minutes to check it out but um (laughs) i remember i went to america in 20 what year was it? i think it was the end of 2014 i think it was and i played fallout 3 and which is set in washington and then when i was in america i was in washington for about four days and after being there and then coming back, I picked the game up again and visited the same places that I visited in real life. And it was it completely changed the experience to visit a place that I'd actually seen in person and then see what the fallout radiated version was of it. So I think from that sort of um, point of view, it would be really interesting to go to some actual places and suss them out and see what they look like in this new, this new universe. So, yeah, I reckon, yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to go there as well, but I don't think I'd last very long.
0: What if you could All go, go there, but, but you could you could only uh, go there as, say, a super mutant or a, uh, a ghoul or, you know, uh, one of the glowing ones maybe, you know, would that change the experience mm. for you to wander around that world as a super mutant, just absolutely pummeling, uh, you know, humans and just being generally evil?
1: Being generally evil. Oh,
0: it's a good question,
1: JB. I always go down the wormhole to these ones because I tend to overthink them. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. what, out of the Fallout universe, what is sort of – maybe been a deathclaw. They're sort of, you know, at the top of the food chain. No one really messes them with too, too much. You'd be able to just cruise around and cause havoc because of deathclaw. They'd be pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, what do you think, Simon? You you Would you uh... – I think you guys are completely – fucked up to be honest
2: with you yeah I me uh that's crazy that's crazy talk
1: um
3: we played we played in fallout four
2: yeah i mean what i think to myself why do i want to go to a place where at any given moment something will just come up and bite my leg and all of a sudden i'm i've got nuclear radiation i'm slowly dying do i want this that's not thrill to me that's so thrill that is just making me feel sad time I don't want that. Maybe take me back to before the bomb explodes and have some time in the world before the fallout. That would be pretty dope because then you can actually appreciate all of the technology that was created for what it was actually meant to be used for. And then having it all ripped away. When you're in... The thrill. When the bombs fall. I think that's... (laughs) Yeah, the bomb falls down.
3: (laughs) That's like what Simon. That's like it sounds like a nightmare that Simon tells me in the mornings. Yeah, I have nightmares fall. like
2: this anyway. So why would I want to go and relive them in real life? I but already have enough nightmares about. Why do
0: Why what? do we enjoy playing these games so much? Why do we, you know, we enjoy playing these games and walking around in the world, you know, uh, th- as as players on
3: TV. Yeah, the
2: threat's not real. The threat's not real. That's the thing. You know, like the threat is not. I'm not actually going to walk out tomorrow and get eaten by a death claw you know just the same way as how you guys are going to walk out tomorrow and drive a combine harvester you know it's...
0: <laughs> well
1: I might. you're won. attacking you're attacking my dreams again <laughs> <I> <laughs>
0: say,
3: Emotional, dream.
1: <laughs> i'm a great farmer you know
3: what so you I'm... go out there and you you can you can do that this is a dream you can make come true i feel
0: yeah, we just have yeah. to go you know, to a completely farm. Completely irradiate the planet with uh, nuclear radiation and uh, you know, drop a few nuclear bombs everywhere. That's fine. No, nah, I, mean, that.
3: I mean, just go ride a harvester.
0: <laughs> ride a tractor. <laughs> ride <Yeah>. a tractor. <laughs> I could absolutely it's the do fantasy, that.
2: You know? It's the fantasy, It's the fantasy. It's about feeling powerful when you go into those worlds, when you're playing these games as well. And if you feel powerful and you feel like you have a chance against things like... Death claws and ghouls and all of those terrible things. Um, it makes it enjoyable because you feel like you're winning, you know. Whereas if you go there in real life and like, you know, I've never fired a gun in my life. What am I gonna like? i mean, actually that's a lie. Um, but um, if I'm gonna go and and be a part of this world and try and survive, I'm I'm with Ferg. I'm dead in a minute. Like I'll be there and I'll be like, oh, whoa, this this is messed up. Oh, I'm dead. You know, that's kind of like, what's the point of that? I'd rather get hit yeah. by a couple of in the back of the head with a club.
0: What would that sound like? Not <laughs> <laughs> precisely. <laughs> well, that's about all we've got time for this week on the discerning gamer. Uh, uh, as always, I'd like to thank uh the the always lovely DG crew uh Simon Steely McLaughlin thanks for uh thanks for joining us this week mate.
2: Oh, uh, Joel, if I hadn't joined you I probably would have joined the other two that are here or possibly just myself. So thank you for joining me to you today for this. I love that.
0: Well thanks Simon <laughs> uh, and uh, thanks uh thanks very much to, to you <laughs> KCC C McLaughlin.
3: Thanks, Joel. I don't know. When you say crap like that, I have nothing to say afterwards. That's a
0: case. You, you say best when you say
1: nothing
2: at all. All you
0: need to do <laughs> is say, Simon.
1: You son of a bitch.
0: Also, I'd like know. to say <laughs> I'd like to say a big thanks to uh Fergus, Fergamon Hamilton. Thanks, Ferg.
1: Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate
0: always a pleasure and if you want to get in touch with us uh, we we would love that just drop us a line we are the Discerning Gamer on Instagram and Facebook uh, we are Discerning Pod on Twitter and you can always uh, do things the old fashioned way and send us a good old email we are Discerning Gamer Podcast at gmail.com please uh, like subscribe follow leave us a five star review make it, a, make it a bloody cracker uh, it's much appreciated always And we'll see you next week.
3: See ya. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Mate.